Hi, Beetle here. Um, first of all, the sound is not great in this episode. We were inebriated. Uh, we forgot to close the back door, and the dog's toenails really needed to be trimmed. I don't think it's unlistenable, uh, but it's not the quality I usually strive for, so here's my disclaimer, I guess. Uh, otherwise, please enjoy. Hi, I'm Beetle. And I'm Lo. And this is Queer Fandom. This podcast is not safe for work, not safe for kids, and not safe for the overly sensitive aunties. Ooh. How you doing? Folder full of monster porn. I, I should have. I've saved this for you. For you and I to look through. We looked through this folder. See this one labeled um, O1 that has uh, 15 photos in it? That's great. But I have this folder of maybe 50 photos and videos I need to show you. Of monster porn? Of monster porn that you haven't seen. <laughs> okay, I got well. a little embarrassed. Like, I showed you the first one and that went, that went pretty well, but. I have more to show you, and I was going to go over as well, so I've been saving them okay. for the time when this isn't the moment to discuss it. were again receptive to the idea of monster porn. I'm receptive right now. Thank fuck you and I will have to talk later. Welcome to the show. My name is Beetle. I'm Lo. This is going to be a bit of an inf- informal show this evening. Um, it was date night, so Lo and I have been out, and we've been drinking. Um, it's been a little while. Life has kind of been in the way, but we wanted to get a episode out, so really we're just going to record the sound of us talking to each other as we do on a normal night, and hopefully someone will enjoy it. Yeah, and it's about fandom as a general, as general, and not like in specifics that we usually speak in, so this will be fun. Okay, so my idea was kind of, we would just kind of go back and forth and read stuff to each other um, that we found on our respective platforms um, and see if anything stands out as worthy of discussion. Um, otherwise, I just want to read some stuff that, you know, kind of makes us laugh. We did this a couple weeks ago. Um, just me and you, and we were laughing pretty hard, so I wanted to get a chance to do it on the air. It was like an informal test run. <laughs> um, with a biased audience. <laughs> so what are you going to be reading from today? Um, I'm going to be reading from the Live Journal community, Fandom Secrets. Um, if any of you don't know what Fandom Secrets is, the it, it is a live journal community um, where... Every single day, there is a series of, uh, now the average has dropped to, down to about 10 to 15, um, secrets are posted. They're all images. Um, it's an image with text over it, and the text is something that someone considers a fandom-related secret. 
Um, it is about a opinion that they might hold on their fandom that is uncommon or might get them attacked in their fandom. It might be about a writer or an artist in their fandom, though I tend to steer away from those and the things I save because those aren't particularly interesting to me. Um, or about something like having a crush on their fandom friend or their roleplay partner or about having a different opinion than the people in their specific friend group for this fandom. Um, this is something I used to be in way back when uh, this live journal community was created in um, 2009, but I believe there were several iterations of similar things prior to 2009. Um, so I really dug back in the archives. Um, as I'm saying 2009, I'm seeing things I've saved that are from 2007, so <laughs> clearly it's okay. older than that, but this is an antiquated piece of uh, internet history that I am fascinated by and love that it still exists. Okay, well, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. So, B, what are you going to be reading for us? Um, I very simply have opened the Browse by Taps on Archive of Our Own. Perfect. Um, is there something in particular you're looking for? Uh, well, you know, they are, AO3 organizes um, the tabs by, like, they show you the size of the, like, it's like a word cloud where, like, the, the tags that are more often used are larger, um, which I find really exciting just as a, as a visual, you know, input of this um, information. Because most specifically, I think, um, the, the, okay, so the three... No, the four, there's four main tags. The four biggest tags on AO3. Do you want to guess what they are? Um, I've looked at this myself recently. Okay, well then tell me what are the four. Um, I don't know if I can name them exactly, so let's go from what I can remember. Uh, angst. Yeah, one of them is angst. Um, AU. One of them is AU. Romance? No. <laughs> it's not. It's not like fanfiction.net. Um, it's close, I guess. The con. The, the this is another word, maybe, for that. Like relationship? No. Okay. That so is a large one, and as is romance, but it's not one of the top four. Hurt comfort. No, but that's another big one. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites. Um. Is it like smut? No, yeah, well, okay, sexual content. Sexual content. So, so far we okay. have AU, angst, and sexual content. There's one more of the top four oh my goodness. tags. You're going to know it when I, you're going to think it's obvious when I say it. Oh, I'm sure. Fluff. Fluff. Okay, so the top, Ooh, <laughs> the top four not are. Not my favorite, but <laughs> popular nonetheless. AU, angst, fluff, and sexual content. I think that's so interesting because um, well, it makes it's validating to me because angst is my favorite um, sub subgenre. I guess my favorite tag of of fan fiction, and I feel like nowadays, nowadays, the way fandoms can be, um, angst is kind of frowned upon often, um, and so it feels validating to me that you know. The, the, one of the top four tags on AO3 is angst makes me feel really good. Angst is so juicy, though. It's so good. Okay, so I'm going to click on one of these um, one of these top four tags and just start, like, getting deeper and deeper from there. Which okay. one do you want me to, like, um, you know, what were, they, what were they called? Like, fortune tellers. 
as um as kids. Which one of the four do you want me to pick to go deeper on? Um, since we've been talking about it, let's start in angst. Okay, so I'm gonna click on that. And in the meantime, why don't you share one of your fandom secrets? Okay, so this fandom secret I saved is from December two thousand seven. It reads on on a background that's sort of like a clip art love note. It reads. A while ago, I received a confession of love from a friend. I don't feel the same, and the situation is still a little confusing, but my mind just keep it, keeps coming back to, remember all this. Maybe it'll come in handy in a fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. It's really true. Oh my god, I feel like the best processing after relationships has come through writing a fic. Oh god, yeah. That's funny. It's helped me get through um, difficulties in previous relationships and even friends and family drama. Uh, Writing fanfic always helps. Always, always helps. This is really funny, though. I love the thought of encountering a real-life problem and being like, this is good for fanfiction. I feel like that was um, middle school low, who was still trying to deal with, like, figuring out what kinds of people she liked. Okay, I think that's um, fantastic. It's a good secret. Uh, I... I'm going to just keep digging through some tags until I find some things that are interesting. So I want you to share another uh, secret, but I'm clicking, just so you know where I'm at, I'm clip, clicking on the tag. Um, I should be sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> Great. Okay. Do you remember when Apple was first really coming on the market as its own thing, fighting the Windows computer? Do you remember that there were those commercials that had John Hodgman and Justin Long <laughs> embodying yes, yes, PC yeah. and the Mac? Yeah, I forgot about it until you said it. So when I came across this fandom secret that was posted in January 2008, I thought, I may have written this secret because I really shipped it. And I read fanfiction about it, and I may have written fanfiction about it, but I don't think that's true. It's like one of those memories that gets distorted in your mind. You're like, I must have written some of that. Yes. I haven't looked at my um, fanfiction.net account in so long that it's very possible. Um, So this secret is from January 4th, 2008. It has a still from one of the commercials of um, John Hodgman embodying a PC computer in like a brown suit and Justin Long in like a cool t-shirt and lazy jeans um, on a white background. And these were commercials that ran, uh, I guess, in 2008. Uh, And the two of them are holding hands on this still. And there's a little heart drawn around their hands in, like, MS Paint. And the text around them says, I fell in love with the idea of these two as a pairing. I wish I could be open about it with my friends. I don't think they would laugh at me or anything. I just feel absolutely ridiculous and embarrassed. And then it has a little crying emoticon at the end. This is incredible because I'm very familiar with those commercials and I never went there. Uh And I'm someone who would go there. Gosh, okay, so one of the visuals that has always stuck for me from reading a fic about them was um, they were getting 
down and very, very dirty. And it described their fans as whirring. And whenever a computer's fans start going, in the past, uh, this was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, the past, like, I guess 10 years since I've shipped this, when I hear a computer's fans start blowing and the computer gets overworked, which, by the way, my work computer has started doing this in the past week, I think about those, this ship, I think about this pairing wow. of Mac and PC. Played by Justin Long and John Hodgman. That's incredible. Um, Whirring makes me think of um, Genji Shimada. Like, he's that was like my first robot boy. He's the first one that whirred during sex. But I understand that for you, it was PC and Mac, and I respect that. I was really excited to read that in a Genji fic. I thought, oh my goodness, I didn't see It's this. back! It's back, finally! <laughs> it is kind of like... One of those things that, like, sort of confuses you, yet definitely turns you on, that you experience with fandom, yeah, that was, that was that. Okay, so, there's a, if you didn't know that the Browse on Archive of Our Own has a random feature, Browse by Tag is a random feature. I did not know that. So basically, I can just get, like, a new word cloud whenever I want it, and so I brought one up, and I'm just going to read you some of the largest words on this word cloud. The first one is, okay, there's two top ones, is crossovers and fandom fusions. That's one tag, which I just wanted to mention because you mentioned fandom fusions in a past episode, but we didn't use the word fandom fusions, and I think that's a superior title for them, so I just wanted to drop that out there. I did not know that was the word for it. So is that, we're thinking, the sort of thing where you take the characters from, characters from one universe and dump them into a universe from something else, a la, like, an AU where the characters from Star Wars participate in the Hunger Games. Okay, I will click on it. That will be my next click. Let me read you some of the bold ones, though, that are a little bit um, less common than the crossovers and fandom fusions tag. Are you ready? Yes. Crushes. Humor. Those make sense. Aged up characters. Let's not touch that. Abduction. Ambiguity? Huh. <laughs> like pre-slash? Like what we used to refer to as oh, pre-slash? Ambiguity must be pre-slash. Yeah, that makes sense. Pre-slash sounds like such an outdated word, but I used it fairly recently in a um, group chat, and I felt a little um, out of touch using it. You know, like an old person I who tagged... doesn't know what slang is, I felt like that using that word. I tagged a fic last year as pre-slash, and I felt like when I was tagging it that no one knew what pre-slash was, and I felt like I maybe didn't know what pre-slash was anymore. <laughs> so let's <laughs> put that behind us. Are you ready? There's more. I'm going to read you a couple of the, of the um, like, third-level tags, okay, I would say, Please. that I think are interesting. Codependency. Mm. Daddy issues. <gasps> Emotional. Ooh. Furniture. Ooh. <laughs> Long. Near death. Psychology. Mm-hmm. Punk. Mm. Womp. Oh. What does womp mean? <laughs> what? So I know the history of the word womp. So, WUMP initially came from the Stargate SG-1 fandom. It is specifically in relation to Daniel from Stargate SG-1, 
who often in this series was put in relationship where he was a damsel in distress and needed to be rescued. This happened a couple times in the show, happened a lot in fan fiction, where he needed to be rescued by um, Colonel Jack. Colonel Jack! Um, it was a common trope of that ship, which is a ship that I liked a lot. Well, thank you for the context. That's helpful. Um, do you got a fandom secret for me? Yes. <laughs> This secret is from September 2011. Over a white and ivory sort of textured background, it reads, I get more turned on by giant alien robots getting it on than I do actual people. And at the bottom, in subtitles, it says, secret because WTF, robots? Really? And I say to them, Yes! Yeah! Really? Of course! <laughs> Robots! Yes! I agree. Also, it's not like it's an uncommon thing to be attracted to robots. No, not now. I don't know if it's different in 2011, but giant robots, we have Pacific Rim. Um, Actually, I feel like most of the Gundam anime is, or I get Gundam, Jesus, most of the mech anime is from the 90s, early 2000s. I mean, Evangelion's 25 years old, 27 years old. Yeah. Do people ship the robots? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't be turned on by it. I don't know if I'd read fan fiction about it, but... Certainly the idea of, like, what what would we call them? Zero one and zero two? Yeah, something but... something getting together okay, is I mean, spicy. It, yeah, I mean, the, the thing with, like, Evangelion and Pacific Rim is, like, the robot, the giant mechs are imbued with the souls of human beings, and that's really where the horny comes from. But, yeah, robots are sexy, just in general, general concept. For sure. I know people that ship Transformers, and it makes me wish I knew more about Transformers. I love the idea of giant robots getting on, but I've, I've never really had, like, a big robot ship. Though I love Pacific Rim, but I feel like Pacific Rim takes the vanilla approach, um, although the very deeply romantic approach of the two people that pilot the robot being drift-compatible, mm. which is even better than Soulmates. God. Yum. Delicious. Give me an avenue to ship giant robots. Giant alien robots. And I'm there. I'm interested. I don't know. Do you want to know, like, um, like, okay, so I'm inside of the crossovers and fandom fusion tag. Uh, I mean, are you talking about, like, this fic I'm looking at here is, um, <laughs> Queer as Folk and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> video, embedded video, video format streaming, fan vids, crossovers, <laughs> and fandom fusions. Okay, so I was, um, this is the thing B knows about me, but um, when I was into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was really into fan videos. That was the time in my life when I was into fan videos. Um, I believe I can trace most of my favorite musicians back to um, 
fan video music for the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fandom. So. <laughs> yeah. Frequently, um, we will listen to a song, um, usually a song that I like love quite a bit and have heard many times. And Lo will eventually be like, you know, I got this off of a Buffy playlist. Or um, House and Wilson. Yes. That's the other one is, is she'll be like, yeah, I first heard this song on a House and Will- Wilson fan mix. And I'm like, well, great. I'll always think about that ship now when I listen to this song. There is, um, there was one incredible, like, long fan mix for House and Wilson called Something That I Miss that has had all of the indie music that has influenced me in my, like, high school and college age years. I feel ya. Shearwater, one of my favorite bands, Ogreville River, Indigo Girls. No, just kidding. Indigo Girls is um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan vids. It was a fan vid for um, Buffy and Faith and Giles and Jenny Calendar. Okay, so what song did you get from like the fucking Supernatural fandom? What's that Coco Rosie song? Werewolf. Werewolf. Okay, what song did you get from the... I can't think of a single other fandom we've been into. I'm struggling. Um, Okay, so I have, uh, (laughs) I want to read you um, one of these because it made me giggle, but um, so far some of the the fandom fusions I'm seeing here are um, Star Wars and Blade Runner. (laughs) Um, This one makes me laugh. It's called The Three Musketeers. It's a Final Fantasy 15 fic. Oh. And it is Claris Regis and an original male character in a Pacific Rim AU. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Too many things. Let's move on. Bless your heart. Um, this is Harry Potter Jurassic World. Oh. All right. I understand. If you want the Harry Potter kids to be with dinosaurs, that's the way to do it. God. Um, Boko no Hero in the Adventure Avengers. The Avengers. I was going to call them the Adventurers. <laughs> the Adventure adve- Avengers. The Adventure Avengers. <laughs> it's the best I could do. That's like all of their Avengers missions are in like the jungle or on like a mountain. Okay, I feel like I need a new place to jump off of here, so I'm going to click on um, from a Panic at the Disco RPF fic, the Romeo and Juliet AU tag. Ooh. Oh, gosh. That's like a fusion AU, right? That's what we're talking about? I mean... you take your ship and put it in sort of their universe? I know, but at this point, Shakespeare is so far off, it's kind of an archetype. I don't know if there's like a Shakespeare fandom (laughs) as much as there's like Shakespeare studies. True. I guess there's a difference between the kind of story you tell in Romeo and Juliet and the kind of story you tell in, I'll use this example again, The Hunger Games. Fair. I love me a Hunger Games AU, though. All right, give us a secret. This secret is from January 2008. It is black text on a blue background, and it reads, When I said I forgave you and wanted to be your friend, I was telling the truth. But after dealing with your same unchanged antics again, I realized that I didn't miss you or your friendship. Parentheses, what the fuck, ignoring me for weeks on end is friendship? I missed the yowie. Secret part two. I thought we'd be BFFs, given how many things we had in common. Guess not. <laughs> it's an RP secret. It's a secret about people that roleplay together. 
I missed the yaoi. Yeah. Those are the biggest words on the page. They did not miss each other. This person did not miss the other person's friendship. They just missed role-playing the yaoi together. I mean, I understand that. And I think that's what brings a lot of people back to, to maybe relationships they shouldn't come back to. They miss the fucking yaoi. When someone understands you on like a fandom kink level, it's hard to find that again. They missed the yaoi. I think that's true. I have never successfully been able to role play with somebody that I wasn't dating or interested in and then ended up dating. You're a little different than that, though, and I think that's really interesting and kind of commendable, but for me, it's always been a very intimate experience. I think it is an intimate experience. I think um, you have to kind of learn how it affects you, uh, and it takes, you know, some people longer than it takes others, but it's something that has to be worked through. I've also never had a one-night stand. Is that the equivalent of having a one-night stand? I mean, in a far less in, uh, labor-intensive manner, sure. I mean, a one-night stand has got to be a larger experience in that regard. You know, it requires you taking your clothes off and having sex with someone. Yeah, but it doesn't require, require as much emotional intimacy as role-playing together does. Apples and oranges. Does it? Apples right, and oranges. Alright. Um, here's a fic I found. <laughs> it's a crossover. The fic is titled Crossover. And the fandoms are Robin Hood, Dracula, Sherlock, and Hamlet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean it's rated G. I don't know what why I would expect. I guess what I should really be looking for is some like dirtier ratings. I think that's where humor lies, right? I have some stuff for you. Pocket Monsters, Overwatch, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Kill a Kill. My favorite fandoms. One fic. It's I called love... Wrestling Frenzy. I love Kill a Kill. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's called Wrestling Frenzy Pokemon. Ash, other Pokemon characters and other non-Pokemon characters are stuck in a giant alternative universe where wrestling is very essential. Is Ash able to live up to this nonstop madness? Rated PG-13 for violent images throughout, language, and some sexual content. <laughs> That's some really fanfiction.net shit. It's in progress, if anyone is interested. I'm not going to, like, put this author on blast, but if you want to DM me, I'll get you the, get you the name. I, I mean, surely I understood at a certain level that fanfiction like that about, like, very common anime tropes, um, for the sake of being a fanfiction was still popular, but since fanfiction has mostly moved off of fanfiction.net onto live journal and onto AO3. I'm actually sort of surprised. I texted you some AO3 screenshots. I don't know where my phone is, but I'll go look for it. It's right there. Oh, shit. I love you. <sighs> okay. You sent me some screenshots. Yeah, I don't remember what they are, so they are fairly fresh to me. So these are just screenshots you took of AO3 and left on your desktop for no reason? Uh, well, I thought we would use them for mostly this purpose. Read through them, decide which ones you want to read. 
The Runaway Duck. <laughs> Should I say who it's by? I don't think so. Okay, 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 okay. The Runaway Duck. It's a crossover mm. of DuckTales, the cartoon, circa 2017, and British Royalty RPF, which stands for Real People Fiction, for anyone who's confused. Um, Donald Have Enough. His family never appreciate him for everything he have done for them. So he decided to run away from his home and move to England, where he work as the palace servant. He thought his life would be better without them, just as he planned. However, he never expected and planned to fall in love in encounter with Prince Harry of England. My OTP. Donald Duck and Prince Harry. Inspiring. Go let your dog outside. <laughs> Songs of the Spheres. The scope of the multiverse is so tremendously beyond the comprehension of most beings that if they were to truly know what it meant, they would break down and be unable to live their lives the way they wish. Most worlds are lucky to be blissfully unaware of the true picture of reality, never to encounter the higher forces and civilizations. However, when one of those higher forces make contact with one of those unaware worlds, intentionally or not, peacefully or not, everything will change drastically. Sometimes the change is slow, sometimes rapid. Regardless of the pacing, like all change, it is both good and bad. Civiliza civilizations have risen from simple worlds overnight and have crumbled just as quickly. <sighs> Whew, God, this is <laughs> rough. Many can't handle the revelation, and those that can are not always the best examples of honor and dignity. This is like the most vague approach. Um, it is often said that each world, each universe, has a capital S song, and that all these songs are related, intertwining together in a mesh of powerful destiny among the spheres of the multiverse. <sighs> this is the story of how a certain world inhabited by technicolor ponies found their song, and how it interwove itself into the songs of so many others. This is a story of how everything can change in a single moment. Twilight Sparkle, Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, Rarity, Applejack, Fluttershy, Starlight Glimmer, Sunset Shimmer, Link, Legend of Zelda, Sweetie Belle, Kuja Jotaru, Vriska Circuit, Toph Beifong, Iroh, Adventure, Multiple Crossovers. <laughs> Whew. Oh, God. Thanks. My throat is sore from executing that one. I'm proud of you. That was something. I thought you'd like that. So what are, what are the, is there like a genre listed for that? Or like tags? Is this just... I read you the tags. Adventure and multiple crossovers. Okay, I'll... It's 814,092 words. There were a lot of words in this It is, uh -huh. it is 63 chapters of a planned 157 chapters. 157 is such a specific number for a planned number of chapters. They're 63 into 157. It is currently 814,092 words. I know I said it all, but I wanted to say it again to you. Avatar, Doctor Who, Rick and Morty, Steven Universe, Jojo, Stephen King, Homestuck, Stargate. I missed a few. <laughs> Something like this isn't for anybody but the author, right? Rated I mean, teen. That's what I've assumed about mega crossovers. 
I'm almost not sure what to do with such a serious summary. And with you open the fic now to the first chapter, and I'm just sort of viewing the format over your shoulder, and it, it's formatted pretty nicely. It's got proper line breaks. The paragraphs are of a decent but not extravagant length. I mean, I was checking out a ship this week with the with one character that I was particularly interested in, um, and the formatting of all of the fic was really bad and hard for me to read. And it was for what I guess is a semi-popular ship. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of dedication and love that's gone into this. I mean, I've... Insane I've... crossover fic in which one of the... Chapter titles is just the word shipping with an exclamation point at the end. Wait, I'm going to click on that one. I mean, I've written a lot of fic, and I don't know if I've written 800,000 words of fic. That's a lot. I, don't I mean, NaNoWriMo's 50,000 words. I've completed NaNoWriMo two or three times. I think the longest fic I've published on AO3 in the last like couple years has been 50,000 words. I haven't gone really past that. 800,000 words? Okay, um, I'm on chapter 16. It's titled, Shipping! Exclamation point. Oh, God. I I don't know, like, if you're asking me to, like, read any of the content, but um, this is the notes, author notes. This is a mega crossover project of immense proportions covering dozens of fandoms. However, it is written in such a way that no previous knowledge of any of them, not even the ponies, will be required. The only warning is that there will be spoilers for any franchise you haven't seen. There are several side stories being written for Songs of the Spheres, and links to them can be found at a website. Um... Discussion about the multiverse, setting, and future events can also be found there, if you don't mind spoilers. You can even submit works within the multiverse setting. We also have a Discord chat that you can join. Don't expect regular updates, but if I don't update at least once a month, you can yell at me. So it sounds like it's maybe like a collaboration, parts Hmm. of it. Honestly, I'm fascinated by the, the dedication here. This is like a harder zine. The ponies fandom goes hard. They do. It's mostly cis men. They have a different sort of approach. They've moved on from, I guess, Sonic and Smash Brothers AUs. <laughs> My Little Pony. <laughs> All right, can I have a secret? Yes. So I am going to go into the secrets from today, October 18th, 2018. Um, I haven't read these before, so... I haven't saved these because I was particularly charmed or related to them. Uh, so, we'll see what I find. <laughs> um, okay, here's a fan fusion. Um, I'll tell you that it Powerpuff Girls is the context of the person I'm speaking of. I knew somebody that was really into the Powerpuff Girls shipping, so... Him. Oh. Him can always make any day a nightmare in one form or another. It's his favorite form of entertainment, after all. Is there ever a way to escape being a part of his playground? Certainly the memories of it will never die. Him. 
Powerpuff Girls, Rick Sanchez, Rick and Morty, Spyro the Dragon, Loki, Marvel Universe, original characters, multiple crossovers, various universes exist, ideas based on a connected universe logic from Rick and Morty, not happy, not a love story. Ooh, okay. Super Potter Lock. Why don't you read me a hot take? I, why do you why are you trying to keep that from me? So many of them are stupid. Let me let me just read some of just no, read me some of them. I don't, I mean, these Can you are just scroll past them? I understand you don't want to read it. Can I just scroll past it for me? I just want to see some of them. I legitimately stuff I do not want to validate. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even spell Matt Murdock right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You're not a real fan if you misspell the name. Oh, come on. Pathetic. Okay, so Supernatural, Harry Potter, Sherlock, Supernatural, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones. I feel like I should search this by, um, by mature because that's the people that are really committed. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the people who go, who go hard. I mean, whenever I find a new fandom, um... I usually make the soft head cannons that I want. So when I'm ready to go to fanfiction, I start explicit, and then until the fan the fanfiction seems bad, and then I go to mature. Until you're it right. Seems bad, and then I go to teen. I clicked mature. So you're right. I will go to explicit. Thank you for your input. And after teen, I'm bored. Maybe it's the era of social media that makes secrets less of secrets. I'm just I'm looking at fandom secrets. Um, from the previous week, which is we're in October 2018. Um, and none of these are inspiring me. But I went here because all of the secrets I've saved, even though I've... When I, when I realized Fandom Secrets was still a thing in late September 2018, I read back to, like, April, just in a fit one night of, like, this is incredible. But the only ones I saved are from 2011 and earlier. Huh. Maybe it's partly because the fandoms are irrelevant, so the drama seems fake. But social media is so prevalent, prevalent these days that these secrets just seem like opinions that I see other people say. Um, and they're just not secrets anymore. The Avengers, Thor, Iron Man, Inception, White Collar, and The Losers. <laughs> this is an explicit fic. The description, the description, the summary is is just Pink Floyd lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. That's me and wish you were here. <laughs> Long you live and high you fly, smiles you'll give and tears you'll cry. All you touch and all you see is all your life will ever be. Nice. It sounds so familiar, but I don't know that song because I don't know that offhand. So surely I must have read other fan fiction that used it as a quote. Harry Potter, X-Men, Iron Man. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Welcome to the game of mass destruction, the popular reality TV show where 40 people are thrown into an island filled with robots. No one can go home until all 2,000 are destroyed. Pitted into pairs, the 20 couples receive points for every robot they destroy, but get bonus points for having sex with each other and killing other contestants. <laughs> it's Battle Royale meets Big Brother with robots. Are you ready? You want to know who's in this shit? Please. God, I don't recognize, recognize so many of these fandoms. Uh -oh. um, Black Cover, Clamp, Doki Doki Literature Club. Black, um, Black Clover? Is that what I said? Black Cover? Black Clover. Eric Cartman, Kenny McCormick, Kyle Broflovsky, Stan Marsh, 
God. Um, Haruka Ash Ketchum. Uh, Mitsurugi Miles. Um, Ryuchi Phoenix Wright. Um, Ichijoji Daisuke. Ichijoji <gasps> Ken Fondimiya Daisuke. Wait, I love that <laughs> yeah. um, What are they doing here? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. Uh, Katsuki, Yuri, Victor, Nikorum, uh, Mikasa Armin, um, um, Hunger Games, Battle Royale, Science Fiction, Crack, Crossover, President Joker, God, Joey Ooh. Wheeler, Mizaki Anzu. Uh, this sounds like a Hunger Games AU. It's a Hunger Games AU. Ah, <gasps> oh, one of my favorite kinds. That was, that was exciting. A lot of mixed concepts. I love it. All right, I have a fandom secret for you. Give it to me. So this is a photo of a woman on a balcony in a beautiful, like, open concept bedroom patio with the ocean on the horizon. And the text on top of it says, If someone offered to support me for the rest of my life so that I could relax and indulge in fandom, I would take them up on that offer and not feel guilty even a bit. I mean, mood. What a mood. Incredible. Oh. I mean, it's so true. That's the daddy we're all looking for. This is 2007, and this this is still relevant today in, in 2018. And this is going to continue to be relevant. Jeez. B, you and I have found sort of our poor man's version of this in Bless It's Heart. <laughs> I mean, it's just... What we have, I mean, what we have is better. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. The poor man's version is two shippers getting together being like, it's yeah, better. So you and I can indulge in these uh, fantasies together. I, for real, literally used to think this was my only option, though. Me too. It was going to be this. I was going to find someone who just understood that I did it and preferred not to be a part of it and still wanted to support me financially and romantically anyway. It's super convenient that you're into it, you know? Mm-hmm. It certainly is. But no one supports us. You, you and I just support each other. So <laughs> we don't get the luxury end of the deal. Morty in Silent Hill. Rick and Morty, Silent Hill, Gravity Falls. Angst. Vivid descriptions. Monsters, mutilation, rape, non-con. Implied reference to incest, one of my favorites. Violence, murder, repetitive cycles, multiple deaths, multiple crossovers, monster porn, demonic possession. I'm just going to bookmark this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, got another um, fandom secret for me? Give me, like, one more. Yes, of course. You don't have to comment on this one. To me, quote-unquote, CSI isn't crime scene investigation it's crazy space incest this is from november 2007 and it has a photo of river and simon from firefly leave that one (laughs) leave that one just in appreciative silence this is red text over a screenshot of the fanfiction.net homepage. This secret is from January 2008. It reads, 
Nothing kills my interest in a pairing faster than shitty fanfics. Which is so frustrating when you're smack dab in the middle of falling in love with a couple, only to want to backpedal out of the fandom. Like, hell. (laughs) Just don't read it. Bad fanfic's gonna exist. Kids are gonna write fanfic. Let people learn how to write through fanfic. How rude. I learned to write through writing fanfic. Me too. It is a very strong form of self-expression. This fic is titled Angry, Lesbian, Space, Prison Glee, Pretty Little Liars, Battlestar Galactica, Orphan Black, Orange is the New Black, Harry Potter, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Angst and Humor, Humor, Inappropriate Humor, Murder Mystery, Smut, Spiders, Cannibalism, Cannibalism Puns, Angst with a Happy Ending, Group Marriage This secret is from September of 2011. It is a stock photo of four old white people sitting around a laptop and says, My fandom has too many old people. Don't get me wrong. I like them, and they're very cool people. But sometimes it's hard to lie and say that your icons made with word art are great. Because they're not. Parentheses. It's word art. Close parentheses. I just wish that you were younger so we could share more stuff. You don't even know who Dean Winchester is. We know who Dean Winchester is. We just don't want to acknowledge him anymore. How rude. My fandom has too many old people. That's a sad one, Lo. We're the old people. I thought the Dean Winchester part was funny. I know who Dean Winchester is. God. I had a teddy bear named Dean Winchester, okay? And he's in a bag and I'm ashamed of him. I would be shocked if a quote-unquote young person in the year of our lord 2018 knew who dean winchester was dean winchester supernatural is still a show that's on the air so get off your fucking soapbox also did i tell you the story about how i was in in class and there was a girl with supernatural yoga pants on and we were in the same group as we were dismissing the group i reached over and touched her leg and was like i love your supernatural pants and she was like uh and her face went like bright red and i was like great and she didn't want to talk to me anymore i mean how else do you make friends with someone in the supernatural fandom other than telling them that you know they're into supernatural based on their weird iconography clothing and I think I think I also shouldn't have like touched her knee yeah you know I was like I love your supernatural pants like I really wanted it to be like an emotional connection and she was a little intimidated by that and that's fair I mean it's a secret to tell someone that you know (laughs) that's what what I felt like supernatural stuff is I felt like I was telling her a secret (laughs) that like me too but she you know she was also the only other the only other um person in class that has a colored hair which is like for me is like an indicator of queerness i'm like haha hey yeah if it's just manic panic (laughs) yeah if it's just you two you want to bond over something more than just colored hair though you know based on the colored hair that you have more in common i would assume i just want to be friends i still wear my like t fury like crowley's crossroads in t-shirt and i haven't seen supernatural in like seven years you don't even know who dean winchester is i don't even know who dean winchester is the sin bin jojo sonic snail bob garfield 
Bestiality or furry? Consensual impreg. November 2007. White text on a black background. The more I think about it, the more I think that religion is just a more socially acceptable kind of fandom where everyone's talking to Sephiroth on the astral plane. (laughs) September 2011. I'm a very nervous flyer. I shake and I shiver. I close my eyes and I try to pretend to be anywhere else. Lately, I've started to imagine that my favorite couples from fandoms are having sex in the tiny little airplane bathrooms, joining the Mile High Club on the same flight I'm freaking out on. Since starting this practice, my flights have gone a lot smoother. September 2011. Black text on a white background with a fanciful border. I honestly get really angry when people don't ship canon. I mean, it's canon, people. You wouldn't flat out ignore any other piece of canon just because it doesn't suit your tastes, would you? I think it bespeaks such a huge level of arrogance that people think that they know better about the characters and the ship than the person actually writing the story does. Parentheses, which might be true in some cases, but that doesn't make it, make it any less arrogant to presume as much. Close parentheses. <laughs> That's a lot of text for a fandom secret. It's also just black text on a white background sometimes they're paragraphs long i would have appreciated like a little bit of graphic there's a fanciful border in black on a white background i honestly get really angry when people don't chip canon i mean it's canon people so they're talking like het chips i think it's i i prefer a fandom that aggressively ignores heterosexual ships what else are you in the fandoms well okay hang on hang on hang on i think there's a push now towards like you know bi people exist and pan people exist and you know it's okay to acknowledge heterosexual ships and i agree i have some heterosexual ships but for me so much fandom has been a safety a safe place that is very non-heterosexual as the rest of like a lot your life tends to be very heterosexual just because of the way society is um so i have that like i have that kind of like armor up against het chips this secret reads as a het shipper being all pissed off about people not wanting to ship the het chips and i'm sorry they're just not my favorite I mean, th- this first sentence that says i get really angry people don't ship canon they're not saying Oh, I, they're not complaining about people that ignore the ship. They're, they're just broadly speaking about people that do not ship the canon, which is such a, like, bizarre... To tell someone what they, they have to ship. Yeah. Shipping is a very personal thing. You don't have to ship anything. It's a very bizarre take to say... I don't know. You're not allowed to ship anything other than canon? That's insane to me. Not a part of our world for certain. September 2011. There are a lot of people in the Final Fantasy VII fandom who say they can't ship Sid and Vincent, even as friends, because their relationship makes no sense to them. The secret? I ship them because it makes no sense. It's fun reading fic where these two completely different people somehow hit it off and still manage to get together. Especially if that fic is written well enough for it to be believable. (laughs) 
I love an opposites attraction. Okay, I'm biased here because I like Sid and Vincent, and it is, I guess, in all honesty, since it's been a long time since I played Final Fantasy VII, the only ship I was super into, other than Rufus and Reno, um, and I like them because it's stupid. Don't we love ships that don't make any sense? I think a lot of people um, specifically go after that. Certainly in, in fandoms where there's a lot of, like, side characters or NPCs or whatever it is, um, I think a lot of people just, like, grab the stuff that is the most absurd because they can. And because that's what's fun about fandom is it becomes this dollhouse where you get to just, like, play with the fucking characters as much as you want. Hell yeah. That being said, I'm one of those people that if they have zero canon interaction, I can't do it. No. To me, it's frustrating if they've had zero canon interaction. And obviously, like, whoever, to each their own, they could do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. But, like, I'm not going to read it. I don't have any personal excitement from two characters that don't interact in the canon. But I could definitely find a, a pairing that interacts once and or in, only in one context and still fucking get off on that. Hell yeah. Yeah, these characters have friction with each other. But that sort of standoff friction that you might have with someone that you sort of know, but don't know super well. Yeah, I feel that. I think you'd be into the shape. Imagine, like, a Gladio and Noctis where Gladio doesn't owe anything to Noctis. And he's just, like, a gruff son of a bitch. I mean, you're selling it. Yep. Done. Sold. (laughs) September 2011. Pink text over a scan of Belle Dandy from Ah My Goddess. I'm starting to think I may have a crush on one of my fandom friends. I'm never going to tell him, though, because he talks all the time about how he's only interested in 2D girls. Secret because Anon is an idiot and should already know better than to be interested in a guy with a pillow wife, no matter how cute he is. (laughs) Fandom's hard. That is hard. Um, I don't know. I feel like that kind of makes me sad because, like, you know, I don't actually think that guy is probably only interested in 2D girls. That's probably a defense mechanism. And he probably would have been really happy to find out that there was a girl that was interested in him. Yeah, this is probably just what was comfortable for him. And to a friend who's interested in him, maybe if he's interested back, he might specifically focus on this pillow wife because it's easier it might be an easier way for him to explain his sexuality without like having an intimate relationship (laughs) conversation with a friend of his (laughs) this is what this show should become armchair psychology based on people's fucking fandom secrets good really good well i you know i've been doing fandom for so long i feel like i've experienced like so many of these weird, like, oh, I sort of like my internet friend things. I find this so interesting. Over the Edge. These are 11 shorts I wrote during the 2010 Battlestar Galactica porn battle on LiveJournal.com. Mm. The Galactica crew met an assortment of characters from other worlds and even have sex with some of them. Doctor Who lost Community Torchwood. Community. Community. Oh, it's so good. I love fan fiction so much. I just so appreciate everyone who writes what they want to write. And and just, you know, being in the explicit tag of multiple crossovers and fandom fusions. 
I just feel inspired by people's dedication, really. And I feel like these people are so powerful and need to continue doing what they're doing. Fan fiction is a powerful medium. You should always write what you're inspired by. Okay, well, I think that's where we're going to leave it tonight because that's pretty inspirational. Um, I'm going to... Th- I want to throw down one more fandom secret. All right, give us give us one to go out. This one's a dedication to one of our listeners. This is for Asims, who was kind enough to write us their story about cosplay in the previous episode. And this secret is from April 2009, and it has a screenshot of Troa and Ketra from Gundam Wing, and it says in pink Jokerman font, this pairing will always be canon to me. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. Uh, We had fun. We'll see what kind of turns out of this episode when I take it to um, post. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Queer Fandom. And you can email us at QueerFandomPod at gmail.com. You can email us questions or topics or your stories or anything like that. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you tweet about the show, the hashtag Queer Fandom Podcast, um, we will mention it in the next episode, and we'd be happy to promote whatever art or fan fiction or cosplay or opinions or whatever it is you do in fandom on this show. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe uh, on iTunes. It helps us. Um, helps us a lot in in our review numbers and and showing up in the itunes store so we really appreciate that and um i guess that's it good night until next time